Welcome to Profit First Nation, the official podcast for entrepreneurs who are operating their businesses in the zone of permanent profitability. I'm Mike Michalowicz, the author of Profit First, and now here's your Profit First Nation guide, Daniel Mulvey. Hello, my entrepreneurial friends. Today, we are going to talk about your exit. Yep. Exactly. My exit, I just started my business. I um, I love what I do. I can't imagine exiting my business. I have no interest in selling my business. Well, my friends, whether you want to exit your business for personal reasons uh, or it's just that time and God decides that you no longer are on this earth to run your business, then that is an unplanned exit, let's call it. Uh, it's important to right now, no matter if you are a startup, if you've been in business for six months, a year, 10 years, 15 years, you need to start planning for your exit now because the sooner you start planning for your exit, the more value you get out of the business when you do have to sell and 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 think about it too. I mean, you know, you you guys all have put blood, sweat and tears into this. And you know, if something tragically happened to you and you're gone and your business has been feeding your family, well number 1, I hope you have life insurance. But number 2, what is what is your family going to do after the life insurance is gone? You have an asset. Your business should be a tremendous asset to you and your family. And so we are going to talk about exit now and we're going to keep revisiting exit. We're going to have very special episodes dedicated to this topic. Episodes actually going forward, ending in two. And in seven, we'll talk about building value in your business, building and maximizing that value so that when it comes time to exit, whether you want to exit to pursue something else, whether you want to exit to travel the world, whether you're forced to exit because you're no longer here, we want to maximize that value in your business. So, you know, some of you are like, all right, I've been waiting for this episode. I've been, I've been, you know, I've, I want to get out in five years. So that makes sense. Let's start planning now. And some of you, again, maybe are just starting your business. So that's okay. Some, you could get hit by a bus tomorrow. I would hate for that to happen, but. Even a year from now, if your business is one year old, it should have value. It should have something for your family to be able to sell and, and, and make some money posthumously for all of the wonderfulness that you put into your business. So there's two questions when it comes to contemplating exiting your business. Number one, is your business ready to sell? And number two, are you personally ready to exit? All right. So we're going to focus on both of those today. Um, but I, I want to share with you 
some statistics. Uh, the first is in a report from uh, PricewaterhouseCoopers and EPI, and they surveyed business owners one year after their exit. And 75% of owners say they regretted their exit. Now, obviously, we couldn't uh, survey those individuals who tragically exited, not on their terms, but because they were no longer on this earth. And out of that 75%, or out of, excuse me, all of those uh, business owners who say they regretted their exit, just 5%, only 5% who exited their business and still lived to tell about it, ended up happy with the proceeds from their sale. Only 5%, which means that they weren't necessarily ready to sell. They had other reasons to sell or they were just a little bit naive in going into it and and didn't put the effort into getting it to the maximum value at their point of exit. So remember, you will exit your business one day on your terms or God's terms. Um, and so let's prepare for the inevitable now because when you exit, and you will exit, you want to get the maximum valuation for your business. So the sooner you start planning your exit means you'll be ready to again, cash out at the premium versus your competitors. And you know what? You have already done one big smart move in preparing for the valuation of your business. And that is implementing profit first. That is step number one, because what profit first implemented in your business does for you and having all of those five core accounts plus your profit hold and your tax hold account is it gives real clarity to your financials. And someone buying your business is seeing that they're buying a business that can you know, provide a, a regular recurring salary for their family. Uh, you know, they're, they're kind of maybe buying a job, but that owner's pay is really important and really significant to see on your financial reporting. And, uh, you know, again, it's really clear that, oh my gosh, and there's money in this business for taxes. It, it, it just, it, it does the work for you and it doesn't make this real difficult or, you know, it doesn't look like you've been using your, your business as a personal biggie bank, which again, by not using your business as a personal biggie bank, piggy bank, you are driving up the value of your business because you have a true solid business that is producing enough for you to cash out on and, and, and have profit in the bank to correlate to your profitability. You have uh, owner's pay on a consistent, regular, recurring basis, and you have money to pay your taxes. And then what's left is what the business runs on and continues to grow from. All right. So uh, there is um, a lot of overlooked aspects of determining business value. And, um, you know, there's some factors that also play into, into it. Interestingly, Businesses with more than one owner actually are valued higher than businesses with one owner. And um, the reasons for your exit can also drive the valuation of your business. And so it's not just anecdotal when I talk about preparing for your exit. 
So based on an analysis of 1,511 owners and their companies, the owner's personal reason for exit and the actions that they have personally taken to exit do play a significant role in where they land in terms of maximizing the value at the time of exit and the time of sale. So when you compare two similar businesses in the same market, same geography, same industry of similar size, if each owner has a different reason for exiting, they will likely have vastly different business values. And there can be other factors that can impact the value of the business, including the steps you take to prepare for an eventual exit. Because remember, you're going to exit. Boy, I am glad I did not, you know, start a little fun drinking game, even if it's uh, drinking some uh, ginger ale that every time I say exit, take a sip because uh, we'll, we'll, we'll give an exit count um, at, at the end of, of this in the, on social media and stuff. So you can follow along. But maybe you want to make a guess now of how many exit, how many times I say exit in this episode. All right, back to the show. So when um, the the difference, what's really interesting about comparing two businesses of the same size, same industry, et cetera, is that when you add up all the factors of exiting the business, that can produce a 53% difference in the value of two very seemingly businesses. So which side of the coin do you want to be on? Do you want to be the business that, uh, you know, values at 53% higher than their competitor of what seems like the same business? Absolutely, you do. And so let's peel back the layers and let's get serious about planning for your exit. All right. So there are three motivators uh, to exiting the business. And the first bucket is personal motivators. And so personal motivators would include, um, you know, that you're looking to diversify your wealth. So, you know, you want to cash out of the business. Um, you, and, and, or maybe that you have a new business that you want to start. So you want to sunset this business. Um, and then maybe it's like that you'd like to get involved in philanthropy. You have a passion project. You have something else you want to do. And you just don't want to be have any ties to your existing business. So the personal motivators is when you want to move on to the next chapter of your life. And when your personal, when, when the reason to exit your business is a personal motivator, one of these that you're looking to diversify your wealth, you're looking to just cash out, you want to start a new business, or you'd like to get involved in philanthropy. This means that you will actually be able to have the highest value in your business. So it's, it's tied to the fact that, that you have goals that you want to meet. And so you're a little bit more driven to make sure your ducks are in a row to be maximizing your value when it is time to sell. And so what's interesting is that personal motivators represent about 30% of an owner's reason to exit. All right. Now the next one on the, uh, oh my goodness. Sorry. Um, 
The next one in the three is a personal crisis forcing you to exit. And a personal crisis actually has the most negative value um, effect on your business. So as you can imagine, during a personal crisis, uh, you're not often operating at your best. So for owners going through a personal crisis, it seems that they may be operating the business ineffectively due to their circumstance. And so instead of harvesting the value of their business, they might be focused on just trying to survive. So, you know, personal crises that force and exit might be that, you know, you're just burned out. Um, you have health issues and you really just need to cut ties with the business. Um, you're either stressed and or time starved and it's just forcing you to the brink that it's like not worth it anymore. Or, you know, unfortunately you could have a family crisis and, and, and need to step away and, and exit the business because you need to take care of a loved one or there's something else going on. So personal crises represent 42% of an owner's reason to exit. And then the final, uh, reason to exit is, um, that the owner feels like, ah, I peaked. There's nothing more to do. I, um, you know, this, this is about as good as it gets. And what's interesting is, is the effect of, you know, some, an owner saying I've personally peaked and I'm looking to exit the business has basically a neutral, um, effect on the value of the business. So it could be, you know, I'm just bored. I'm, I, I'm, I, I don't enjoy coming in. I don't enjoy this anymore. I want out. That would be an example of being personally peaked. Uh, maybe it's that they want to spend time on a hobby. Um, they just want to travel. They just want to cut ties and, and move on and they're, they're just done. They're just finished. Um, or they want to, you know, focus on their health and, um, and just kind of eliminate the, the stress of a, of a business. And so when it appears that when an owner feels that they've peaked personally, um, you know, again, not really an impact on their business. Now, uh, if you're following along on YouTube, you're seeing these graphics, but, um, if you're not following along, I, I want you to think of, of a, of a spectrum. Um, and you know, on when you're looking at it, the left side is, is red and the middle is yellow and the right side is green. All right. And so the red would be those factors that, um, negatively impact the value of the business. And those would be the, the personal crises. The, in the middle, the ones that just kind of have a, not a neutral value on the business are that you've personally peaked. And on the far end, um, the one that is green, that zone is, uh, when you have, you know, personal motivators. And so I want everyone to think about planning for the personal motivator planning for making sure that you are maximizing the value of your business. So even if you did have a personal crisis or you did pass away, you've already had the motivation, the personal motivator to maximize the value of your business while you, while you could steps, months, years ahead of that actual exit and, and, and be in the green and, and make sure that, you know, when you exit, you are getting maximum value no matter what. All right. So, um, 
again, just the role of each category can play when you don't plan necessarily for your exit is um, personal motivators are about 30%. Personal crisis is almost half at 42%. So that tells you that most people are just not ready to exit. And it's a personal crisis that just leaves money on the table for them. Um, or about 20% have personally peaked. So what does it take to prepare for an exit? Um, the, the decision that you want to maximize value, no matter when that exit is, is the first step. Actually, it's the second step. The first step was you implemented profit first. Now let's get serious about the next step. And that is maximizing the value of your business. So, you know, how you prepare for this, how you look at things, um, is, is super just, important to get to get crystal clear on and to start driving towards that. All right. So what what you want to look at at this stage are, you know, whether your exit is forced uh, because of a personal crisis or, or you die or because it's what you want at some point. Um, you have to understand, you know, what are your personal financial goals? Owners who've thought about their minimum number in terms of what they want out of the business, um, get about a five to six percent increase or bump in the actual value of the business that they sell. So, you know, when you go in saying, I want three million dollars for this business, then you know, you're likely to get that and you're gonna get that more than your competitors because your competitors haven't thought about this, they haven't planned. It's not one thing that you're going to do. It's not one thing that's going to be the game changer that, that increases your, your valuation by 53%. It is going to be the sum of all these things. And so, you know, your value may be 1.5 million right now. And, you know, if you start thinking about what you want out of the business, then that's going to add five to six percent to the value of your business because like you've gotten serious about it. You've worked the numbers to do that. And let's keep going through those other opportunities. Um, so what's important is, is that you lock in that number, whatever that minimum number is, and, and then, and then work towards getting the business to that type of valuation. And so, you know, you can work with, um, you know, your accountant, um, there's, you know, some, some good studies out there or, or good statistics on, um, the, how, how you calculate valuation. And usually it is a multiple of earnings, um, or EBITDA, uh, earnings before taxes, uh, interest and, uh, appreciation. So, um, you want to really kind of like understand if, if I want to sell for three million and I'm a, I'm, I'm a business doing a million dollars a year. Well, then that would be a three and a half times valuation. Are you worth a three and a half times valuation? I would say probably not unless you've been planning for it. So you kind of want to understand if you want to sell for three million, what does your business need to be doing consistently? And then what is the multiple that you can sell to get that 3 million? It always comes down to numbers. It always comes down to reverse engineering. All right. So let's get that minimum number that you need to 
build the business to so that you can sell it for the $3 million that you want to sell it for, for example. All right. Then the next thing is, um, you know, preparing for the exit is, is kind of like putting consideration into your personal and social life. You know, for a lot of us, um, our business is a big chunk of our social life. Our friends have become our, uh, our, our, our clients, our vendors, uh, the people that we can, meet and network with in the Rotary Club, the Chamber of Commerce, the other business associations that you're part of really, you know, are a big factor in your personal and social life. So what's interesting about this is that almost 75% of owners reported that they will, that they still work 40 plus hours a week in their business. And so, you know, that's something to consider. Like, what are you going to do with your time? of that 40 plus hours a week when it's time to exit. And you know, you are mixing your work with your social life. Eight out of 10 owners, uh, you know, do mix that business and social life. So you need to be aware of how that exit will impact your, your circle of friends. And, um, and, and actually that could also increase the ironically, the value of your business because you are tight and you have also personal relationships with your employees, right? So that's an important factor. Now, an owner who's willing to accept any option beyond handing over their business and walking away will have a 4 to 5% more valuable business. So I repeat, again, another factor that's going to increase the value of your business, any owner who is willing to accept any option beyond just handing over the business will have a five, four to 5% increase in the value of their business. So, you know, involvement after your exit could be liquidating the business or the value of the assets, um, transitioning the ownership, um, to, uh, children or other people selling a percentage, but continue to run the business. Um, your, your transition to the new ownership team. Uh, also to being involved in hiring a leader to take it over. Uh, and then, uh, the other factor is, um, I'm sorry. I'm trying to see my notes behind me. Um, I, it's just selling it outright. So many owners think that the exit will be simple and it's like selling a house. They'll hand over the keys and I'll get a bag of cash in return. But um, it is different than selling the house. And the more that you're willing to remain involved in the business after the exit, the more valuable the company appears to be, believe it or not. Um, an owner who's willing to accept any option beyond just handing over the business and walking away uh, really will have that opportunity to get the premium um, valuation for the business. Uh, and, you know, when you think about holding your newborn after your baby's was, is born, um, you know, you're thinking about their future life, what, what their career, family, um, and, and, and what's going to happen in their life. And you may wonder how their parenting will impact the lives of their children. So, you know, thinking about generationally. So similarly, some business owners wonder how the buyer will treat their employees after they exit. Because if you're like me, you think of your, your employees as, as children. You care for them. You love them 
almost as much as, as your children. So we know that eight out of 10 business owners mix business and pleasure with their employees as well. So, um, in this step, when you think about your employees well being, you want to really think through, um, you know, how will you thank your employees? Um, I, I think right now, uh, the, the, the biggest thank you was, uh, was Spanx, uh, and they, uh, sent everyone on a fantastic, just like life changing trip, uh, with the proceeds of the sale as a celebration and a thank you to every employee. But, you know, it's important to kind of think about, you know, how can you set your employees up for success? And also too, you know, that, that success for, for the new owner as well, because your business was successful because of your five star employees, right? And, uh, so when you sell the business, how can you ensure that, that, that those employees feel appreciated in some capacity and want to go all in for the new owner like they went all in for you? Um, and so what's interesting here, this is a big one. Um, thinking, having a plan and thinking through your employees well being appears to lead to a 21% increase in business value, regardless of whether you shared your exit plans with them or not ahead of time. All right. So, you know, it's kind of interesting, like all of these factors and how all of these numbers add up. It's 5% here. It's 6% there. It's up to 21% here when you think about the owner's well-being. Now, another interesting thing, as you get towards an exit, um, you know, the value of a company appears to be 10 to 12% higher when there is, um, no shareholder that owns half or more of the business. So interestingly, when there's multiple shareholders in the business, and no one owns more than 50%, then you're going to, that business is 10 to 12% more valuable. Probably for a lot of factors, because you, um, are seeing that, that, that the business isn't consolidated in, in one person's be all end all participation in the company. Um, and so, you know, if, if one person leaves, it's like a, it's like a puzzle. You can just pop someone back into that empty space. So, um, you know, you might want to think as you're edging towards, towards an exit and again, maximizing value, maybe you start selling a portion of the company at some point, um, and bringing on additional shareholders into the company, uh, so that it just also tees things up as well for a different kind of exit, um, at some point in time. So when you have addressed effectively the four areas that can lead to a 30% increase in the value of the business, let's, uh, walk through that. So the, so, so the biggest kind of like factor, the 17 um, to 21% is employees well-being. Um, ownership structure is about 10 to 12%. So the more owners you have, someone not having more than 50% um, of, of shares in the business is a 10 to 12% increase in impact and value. Um, having personal financial goals set out, um, being very specific about the number that you want increases your valuation by five to 6%. And, um, your involvement after the exit, um, gives you a four to 5% lift. So I hope that these have been 
interesting topics for you. So this totals the 36% of, of, of how you can four things to think about to increasing the value of your business. So as we wrap this up, I just want you to, you know, maybe this Saturday, take a, take, take 20 minutes, you know, um, and consider your next chapter, know your minimum number, imagine your exit, imagine the different scenarios of your exit. And honestly, this is going to sound morbid, but imagine you getting hit by a bus. And what's your family going to do? Imagine that. If that is not your number one motivator for fixing this shit and making sure that your valuation is just working towards that peak with everything that you do in the business, do that for me and do that for your family and loved ones. And then number four, think about your employees. Um, you know, think about what, what you want for them. Maybe that final number is, is, is 3.5 million because you want to cash out with 3 million, but you want to use $500,000 in some capacity to thank your employees. All right. So, uh, if you want more, please go to profitfirstnation.com where you can, uh, connect with a certified profit first professional and check out our news and our special events. We have, um, a, a monthly Q and A starting in July and that date will rotate around and it will be published at profitfirstnation.com. You can also access our resources at profitfirstnation.com. We'll have uh, some the, the the graphics that if you're following us on YouTube, you're seeing now. But if you're listening to us, you can grab these graphics and uh, and and these points as well at profitfirstnation.com forward slash resources. Cheers to another profitable day, my entrepreneurial friends! Thanks for tuning in to the Profit First Nation podcast. We hope you found today's episode valuable and that it's inspired you to take action towards achieving permanent profitability in your business. If you want to learn more about how to implement Profit First in your business and connect with a community of like-minded entrepreneurs, be sure to visit us at ProfitFirstNation.com to download our how-to guides and resources. Remember, permanent profitability is within your reach, and we're here to support you every step of the way. So let's do Profit First right together. Profit First Nation website, related podcasts and videos are provided for general information purposes only and do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Visitors should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional.